Welcome to the Fresh Nest podcast, where we talk all things freshening your nest, from decluttering to design, decor and home styling. I'm Hannah Bullivant, an interior designer, interior stylist and content creator, and I teach folk to declutter, design and decorate their home from a place of self-knowing. It really feels like real summer is here. As I sit here recording, the school summer holidays stretch out before me in a few days. Emails are increasingly met with out-of-office auto-replies, and the roads and commuting routes are noticeably quiet. So this episode is about summer at home. We're going to be talking about sustainable summer decor and holidaying at home. Summer is such a lovely time to refresh and brighten up your home. So here are some summer styling ideas that will help you to create a light, airy and inviting atmosphere. First thing I'm going to talk about is decluttering. You all knew this was coming. But there's something about summer that just feels really important to have a clean, clear and airy feeling at home. So to do this, I like having clean windows, if, if, if you've not managed to get to that yet, opening up curtains as wide as they can go and just removing some of the clutter that might be stagnating in the space. My four week summer refresh is currently enrolling and will be throughout the summer. And it is actually a five week, because it's a bonus garden week, decluttering program that in 20 minutes a day takes you through your whole home, decluttering, clearing and styling as you go. So if that sounds like something you would like to incorporate into your summer, it's very good if you're juggling children and work and other things. The website is hannahbullivant.com forward slash refresh. A note about sustainable decor. In the seasonal kind of special podcast that I do at each of the seasonal points, I will often talk about certain ideas to do with decor, but I don't want to promote the idea of buying new things each season. Definitely not. All of the ideas I share here are around trying to use what you already have. I rarely buy new things for my home, in fact but I do have boxes that I swap things in and out of and I will pick things up as I see them for various different sort of seasonal celebrations in my home. So the first tip is lighter colours and textures. Swap heavy dark colours for lighter and brighter ones. So for example with bed linen, even with curtains if you've got an alternative pair, put heavy blankets and quilts in storage. I always put my sheepskins away. My ideal situation for curtains is to have thin, breezy, romantic curtains in the summer with a hidden blackout blind. I'm not a monster. I actually need a cave to sleep in. But it means that I can have my windows open and have curtains romantically billowing in the breeze, which is very important. And then in the winter, my ideal situation is I would swap out those breezy curtains for an interlined set that will keep the cold out and help the room just feel just much cosier. It feels like acoustically cosier as well as warmer, like literally warmer. It's summer and it is your plants time to shine. They're going to be putting all of their growth on at the moment, looking probably their shiniest best as well. 
So feed them. They're growing so much at the moment, so you need to feed your plants. You can look up all kinds of DIY recipes. You don't need to buy chemicals. But yeah, feed your plants, water them more regularly, dust them, repot them, take them down to the shower and give them a thorough wash, maybe let them sit outside for a little bit. And just let them really shine wherever you put them. Instead of having flowers on my kitchen table, I've actually got a potted plant there at the moment just because it looks so lush and it's grown so well. Related is, of course, flowers and branches, like leafy branches look really lovely when they're brought in from outdoors. And these could be from your garden, from the market or the supermarket. Local flowers are go. Again, another related one are shells and beachy touches like driftwood and coral. I dot these around basically on my flat surfaces in my home in summer and then I put them away in autumn and winter and I replace them with things like big pine cones or wintry branches. The summer bed. As you all probably know by now, I am obsessed and adore my bed and I'm very exacting about how I dress it. Definite princess in the pea vibes. I like using natural materials as much as possible. So my summer bed comprises of a really great mattress. Sadly, mine is also has to have a waterproof cover because kids, soon the waterproof cover will be no more. And then I like having linen sheets. To be honest, year round, I really like linen sheets year round. Although toweling sheets are quite nice in winter. Anyway, I like using a double duvet cover without a duvet in it as a sheet in the summer. This means that I can still have all of my nice colours and patterns on my bed without the weight of the duvet. But I also have a duvet for the end of my bed with another duvet at the end of my bed with another cover on it, if that makes sense. So I've got the option of having just the sheet or the duvet, depending on the temperature. So I, yes, I'm very, very specific and exacting about my bed. I also like using lighter colours in the summer. Definitely not feeling myself being drawn to my sort of deep red terracotta set. I'm using my stripes and my greens and my whites at the moment. Often keeping the same set going by washing it first thing in the morning and then it's dry by the time the evening comes around and that is my absolute favorite summer dose of self-care right there to have sheets that have just been dried on the line on the bed summer scents in my diffuser at the moment i am burning rose geranium lavender lemon with a touch of cedar to ground it. I also really just like having similar scents that I've just said around in my scented candles. I really like flowery, like rose scented candles in the summer. I really feel drawn to very different scents in the winter. It's really interesting. Do you have the same thing? If you are doing any summer hosting, I think that anything woven really sings in the summer, but woven placemats I think stripes look really great if you have anything, even if you're using like an old duvet cover as a tablecloth can look really nice. And obviously just lots of fresh flowers. Also summer fruit on the table also looks really lovely as well. And really the key to any kind of seasonal styling is about bringing the outdoors in, whatever that looks like. And that can be things that you've snipped on a walk or things that you buy from a supermarket. It doesn't matter but it's about honouring what's happening outdoors in your home. When I was planning this episode, I was thinking about how to like really make the most of your home in the summer. 
and it made me think about holidaying at home. So I wanted to do a section about holidaying at home for this podcast as well. Now, I'm not talking about a staycation where you might, for example, visit a nearby town or village. I'm talking about literally holidaying inside your house. With some planning, it is possible to create a gorgeous, relaxing holiday at home and save loads of money and carbon in the process. This is actually one of my specialities. We've got kids, we don't get paid holiday, we have an unpredictable schedule. So we try to take a few kind of extra days of holiday throughout the year to create for ourselves three or four day holidays at home for our family. And it works really, really well for us. Because we already know our local area, there's less pressure to explore. So we tend to just stay home, reading, sleeping, listening to music. It feels more restorative than an adventurous holiday, although obviously there is a place for both. The key to it being a success is all in the planning. So here are some tips. To get ready for a holiday at home, you need to firmly switch off from work. Treat it like an actual holiday. Put an out of office on and get into that holiday mindset. Cancel appointments and consider switching off from social media, especially if that is also part of your job. Very loosely plan the days. You might want to do some local day trips, enjoy any local scenic spots or like fun attractions that you have. But be flexible if all you all need to just crash. <laughs> do a thorough clean and tidy in advance or use any holiday money you might have saved by getting a cleaner to come in and do a deep clean for you. Try and discard and donate things as you go. Bing, bing, bing. Hannah talks about decluttering again. <laughs> also do things like put fresh bedding on, put some drops of your favourite essential oils on the pillows, clear the bedside tables. Treat yourself to some flowers and put them around your home, including in the bathroom and on your bedside table. And you'll kind of think like a hotel. So this is what you're going for. So you, like a nice, like fresh bedding, a clear bedside table, some flowers. Plan your favourite food. But one of the best things about having a holiday is the food. So either make some food in advance and stock it in the freezer or plan some of your favourite takeaways. Also get your whole family involved in this. So what are their favourite meals? Do things that you would maybe say no to usually because you don't have the time or it's maybe got a bit of a fancier ingredient. So something that my kids still absolutely love is when we do a chocolate fondue. That's like one of their absolute favourite things where you melt the chocolate and then everyone dips in fruit and marshmallows and things like that. But another option might be like Mexican with all of the trimmings or if you're a meat eater, something like crab. So it's, it's those kind of slightly more involved special meals, whatever that might be for you in your family. If you are feeling fancy and you've got the budget, you could also hire a chef to come to your home. If you're feeling extra fancy, if, if it's, for example, for an anniversary and you would like to just really mark it with something special. Line up some great books and films. Keep an eye on new releases and consider saving anything you think that everyone will really enjoy until your holiday at home. Borrow some really great board games or buy some new board games and make sure that everyone's got some books that they're looking forward to reading as well. And then during your holiday at home, strictly avoid work. It can be really hard, especially if you're freelance, especially if work does sometimes merge into the evenings and weekends like it does for me, but just be as boundaried as possible. 
take a relaxed attitude to pretty much everything, to sleep, to food, to routine, clothes and chores, and that's kids and adults alike. Take this time to nourish your body. Have extra sleep, have long baths, take time to do your nails and moisturise your whole body, do a face mask, stretch. Again, if you're feeling fancy, if you've got the budget, you could book a massage therapist to come to your home. Make use of outside space if you have it. Camp outside, eat outside, have picnics, make dens. Eating outdoors always feels a bit exciting, especially for kids. And even if that is literally carrying a bowl of pesto pasta around, sitting down on the grass, I'm not talking about a super fancy picnic or anything. Don't be tempted to do house jobs and DIY. Man, Dave and I have really made this mistake before. We planned, we did an extra long weekend to relax and holiday at home. And we're like, oh, maybe we can do some projects in that time, thinking that that might be relaxing. It wasn't, it didn't go well. So don't be tempted to do DIY or house jobs. Just relax, actually just relax. If you do go out, consider taking public transport just for a bit of a change and to add to that sense of adventure. So take the train or sit at the front of the bus. Approach your town or village or city like a tourist. Look up TripAdvisor reviews and see if you've even seen your local tourist, historical or beauty spots. You might be surprised. There's probably a lot more stuff on your doorstep than you realise. Music. Simple, but we all take turns playing our favourite music during holidays at home, and that is a really, really lovely thing to do. Often it ends up all dancing around in the kitchen. Lay the table with napkins, candles, use the fancy crockery and glasses, and basically treat yourselves like you would treat visitors to your home. So we will also have other holidays as well as these holidays at home. But there's something really lovely and relaxing about staying home. And if you've got young children, it can actually be much better for the parents because the children will nap and sleep a bit more reliably. My kids are slightly older now, but I really remember having holidays with my family and it not being relaxing at all because the kids are in a new environment and they won't sleep and they won't nap. And so they're just cranky and crying all the time. So holidaying at home can be a really lovely thing to do if you've got young children. But in peak season, there is something so smug about avoiding traffic jams, crappy hotels, cramped budget airlines and the inevitable hemorrhaging of money. Holiday at home is also a masterclass in embracing small pleasures and honing our ability to feel joy in the everyday. So that brings our summer episode to a close. I hope you feel inspired to make some small tweaks and changes to your home to really embrace and enjoy summer. And I hope I've sold you on the joys of holidaying at home. If so, let me know. You can leave a review. I'd be so grateful for that. Or you can send me a DM on Instagram. I am at Han Bullivant. If you would like to do some decluttering this summer, you can join me for my summer refresh. And the URL for that is hannahbullivant.com forward slash refresh. And I will be back in your ear holes in another couple of weeks time. Thank you for listening as always. Bye.